happy, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video form of this, I'm sorry. Um, I'm used to not filming, but now I film the YouTube podcast as well. So if you guys want to watch this ever in video form, you can go to the Happy and Healthy YouTube channel and watch these. You can see my face if you want to. If not, just listen on iTunes and Spotify and plenty other places. But I was looking down because I forgot that I filmed these now. Anyway, hi guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. Um, oh my gosh, so much has been going on in my life. Um, as of today, I have already lived in Dallas for a full month, lived in this house for a full month. So much has been going on. My roommate has been out of town for the last two weeks. I guess this will be the second week. So I've just been dealing with a lot of house stuff, trying to still order furniture, brand deals, work, filming. I mean, there's so much to be done still in the house. It's like ridiculous. Oh, shoot. I just knocked my microphone. Uh, but there's so much to be done still. And so that's probably why like, I've been bad at filming and uploading because um, there's just so much to do. And I feel like I can never fully get like caught up with things I need to do. There's not enough time of the day. But anyway, that's just a side note. But I'm pumped about today's episode. I'm just stoked to see how season two has been going. I love doing this podcast so much. I've said this before, though, but if you guys don't know, when you are listening to my podcast on um, iTunes or Anchor or whatever, there's a link that you guys can leave voice memos from me with feedback or encouragement or questions or whatever. So I have one today from a listener. Let me get that really quickly. But I wanted to share this because I love involving y'all in everything, and I just think it's so fun. Um, so her name is from, I think it's Brianna or Brianna, Brianna. And let me hear, let me see if I can play this. Hey, Janine, just wanted to pop in and say thank you so much for just creating this podcast. I was never really somebody that enjoyed the podcast. And then I had already been following you for a while. I used to watch your YouTube videos back in the day. And when I saw that you were doing the podcast, I was like, nah, I'm not going to listen to it because I don't like podcasts. I decided to listen to it and I'm literally obsessed. I probably listened to almost all the episodes. I just binge them. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much and I love your show. Okay, so that was for my listener, Brianna. Thank you so much, Brianna, for listening, for the voice memo. I love hearing those from y'all. It encourages me, keeps me going, everything of that sort. So if you guys ever want to submit one, just go down below, click the link, um, and you can submit one. So, y'all, today's episode, I've been wanting to do a solo episode because the last four or five episodes in season two have been with guests. Those, a lot of those were pre-filmed um, when I was back in California, and I knew life was about to be crazy with me moving, and I pre-filmed a bunch of those, and boy, am I glad I did because this month has been crazy. It has been so, 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 so wild. So if y'all want me to do you know, updates of like what life has been like already so far in the first month of living in Dallas, please let me know. Definitely happy to make another episode about that. Um, but it's been wild, but also it's been so, so, so good. So on my Instagram, I asked you guys, like, what do you want to hear? And the reoccurring theme or thing that I got on my Q&A feature on my Instagram was how to make decisions and like how to hear from the Lord. Like, how do you know when you're making decisions that you're hearing from the Lord? And I think I can speak a lot to this because I 
I make big decisions all the time, whether that's financial, financially, whether that's in dating, when I just moved, I moved because I felt like the Lord told me to, um, whenever I'm accepting brand deals or trips or like literally in anything that I'm doing, I'm trying to seek wisdom and discernment. I'm trying to hear from the Lord. I'm trying to seek some guidance of like, Lord, what are you doing? And so I want to go through really quickly. Actually, it may not be really quickly because this is a podcast and I have a lot to say and there's a lot I can say about this, but I want to go through and chat with you guys about how to make decisions. Um, what should you be doing? How should you be going through these? And how do you know that you're actually really hear, hearing from the Lord? So this can this could be totally two different pod, podcasts, but I'm going to kind of mix it into one because I do believe that they cross over, they coincide and they go hand in hand. So get your pen and papers ready. There's a lot of scripture. If you're not a Christian, that's totally okay. You are so, so, so welcome here. But for me in my life, I personally cannot make decisions without Christ in my life. It's very hard for me to do that. I feel like making decisions without Christ as my guidance is never going to lead me in the right direction because Janine here, Miss Janini Beanie, <laughs> why did I just call myself that? People used to call me that growing up and I freaking hate, I hated it, but here we are. I'm just recalling that name again. Um, Janine is going to be selfish. Janine's going to make dumb decisions. Janine's going to gratify the desires of her flesh and what her little heart wants. And it says in the Bible that our hearts are deceitful. Who can understand them? Like we cannot trust our hearts. And so I want to go to God and be like, Lord, lead me in everything that I'm doing. And so I want to just kind of go through about how do you hear, how do you hear from the Lord? So let me pull up my scripture. Okay. So I'm just going to kind of go through a couple points first and foremost. And I want to just kind of like go really quickly over these. And then I'll kind of touch upon all these as I'm going through it. So number one, what does the Bible say? Two, which path will first seek his kingdom? Number three, what does godly wisdom say? Does it make sense? Number four, is the Holy Spirit giving you a certain tug? Number five, you cannot mess up if you're just seeking God in everything that you do. So number one is, what does the Bible say? So when you're making decisions, I'm going to go to the word of God. And um, I trust the word of God. And it says in the beginning, in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was God. Sorry, the word was with God and the word was God. So I'm always going to go to scripture to give me guidance, to show me what to do, how to make decisions, how to hear God's voice, all of that. Now you might come to me and you might be like, well, Janine, the Bible doesn't talk about dating. The Bible didn't tell me whether to marry that person or not. The Bible didn't tell me whether to buy that house or go to that college or not go to the college. And you're absolutely right. But just bear with me, bear with me. I'm going to get to that. So I want you to be able to say, okay, like I want to trust the word of God. The word of God is a guide. It's a tool. It's a resource that, that resource that allows me to understand who God is. How does he speak? What is his character? What does his voice sound like? Things like that. And so if you're like, well, the book is antiquated. It's an old book. How can I trust it? But it says in Hebrews 4.12, it says, for the word of God is alive and active. So that means today. And it says in the Bible that God is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. So if that's the case, and the Bible was written, you know, centuries ago now, um, then it then he is the same God, that the God of that was in the Genesis is the same God as today from, you know, in 2021. Sorry, I'm like stumbling on my words, y'all. I'm actually filming this very, very late at night. But um, so we can trust that, right? 
And it says also in 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, all scripture is God breathed. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So for, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that's basically just proving that, you know, scripture is good. It's good for teaching, correcting. It's alive. It's active. If we want to know God's voice, we want to know who is God? What does he say? Then we go to his word because it says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So if we want to say, okay, who is God? What does he sound like? First and foremost, you start by picking up the word of God and reading it. And then you can know, okay, that's his character. That's what he sounds like. That's who he is, etc. So that's my point. Read the Bible and you'll be able to start identifying, oh, that's what he sounds like. That's what, you know, worked out well for Moses or for John or for whatever. And that's, and this is also what didn't work out by reading and seeing that what people did that caused sin and repercussions of their lives. You can say, oh, okay, yeah, I don't want to do that. That's something I'm going to avoid as I go forward. Okay. Number two, it says, now what path will, will seek his kingdom? So when you're trying to make a decision, you're in a fork, you're a fork in the road. You're like, I don't know which one to do. Think about what will seek God's kingdom? What will bless others? What will glorify God? What will give glory back to God? Right? And so you have to think about that. So if one is, you know, blatantly showing you, okay, this is not going to go well with me if I choose that, that is going to lead me in sin or confusion or further away from God, then that's clearly not the path. That's not the path. But if one is leading you towards Christ or it's glorifying God, or you feel like that will help me know Jesus better or help others know Jesus better, then that's the path that I want to choose. That's the one I want to take. And the next thing is, um, what does godly wisdom say? What does, what makes sense? So when you're trying to seek wisdom, the Bible says all the time that if you just ask, let me get down to the verse because I have it down here. In James 1, 5, it says, if you need wisdom, ask generously from our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Now that's really cool. So if you're like, okay, I don't know what to do, ask for wisdom. And it says that God will give that to you. Now he may not give it to you immediately. You're not going to all of a sudden be Mr. Enlightened. And you're not going to be all of a sudden like Solomon, who is super wise and everything. Um, you may not be that, or you may not be the, the book of Proverbs, but I do believe when you ask, it says in the Bible that ask in Matthew seven or Matthew somewhere says, ask and the door will be open. And I think you, it says you have not because you ask not. So ask Lord, ask God, go to him. He wants us to go to him and, and come with the questions of like, God, what do I do? He wants us to do that. And to back that up again, right here, it says in Philippians four, six or seven, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. So he's basically saying, come to me and ask me. I want you to ask me and I will show you and I will guide you. And it says in Psalm 119, 105, it says, the, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So as you're seeking, you're asking, you're going to scripture. You're like, God, I want to know, what do I do? It says that the word again, which is God, the word is a lamp for my feet. Now, again, this is really, really cool. 
for your feet. It's a lamp. A lamp does not illuminate the entire room. It it lights up just like a little area on the ground. It says for your feet. It does not say the word is a lamp to the entire room or to my entire future. It says for my feet. It says to light up my path. So it's basically saying that step by step as you're dwelling, abiding, knowing him, step by step, then he guides you. He guides your path as you are seeking his word, going to him, asking him, and he's not going to show you the entire room or the entire path yet, because then you might start getting either too cocky. You're like, okay, I already know what's going to happen. I don't need you, God. I don't need, I don't need you. I already know this on my own. You already showed it to me. He's like, no, no, no. Trust me. Take my hand. I'm going to show you with this little area that's lit up right now. I'm going to show you step-by-step what this looks like. So he's not going to give you the whole picture because he wants you to trust him, rely on him. And so that's a really, really cool verse. So go to his word for everything and and seek him. And I believe he will show you. Now, again, it may not be immediately because he's like, that's my answer. My answer is no. I'm not going to answer that or show you because my answer is no. Or it's just wait on me. Trust me. Have faith in me. Rely on me. And eventually I will show you. Whether that was what you prayed for or didn't pray for. If you prayed for something and it didn't happen, eventually he'll show you why he didn't answer that prayer. And so trust him and take like take that faith and just relax and sit back and be like, okay, God, I don't have the answer right now, but I will. I will eventually, whether that's you blatantly showing me or you not answering my prayer. And then I can be like, okay, now as you go down, you can be like, okay, now I see why you didn't answer that prayer. Okay, so moving forward. So when you're asking for wisdom and you're like, okay, what do I do now? I don't think that we can be haughty and be like, I have all this wisdom on my own and I'm this wise person. You get wisdom within community. And so within community, you're able to hear God's voice. You're able to make good, good judgments, good, uh, uh, what am I saying? Good decisions in community. It says here in Proverbs 15, 22, Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. So when you're trying to hear God's voice or you're trying to discern or you're trying to understand what do I do, go to community, go to other believers, go to other Christians, because other Christians can help you say, okay, yeah, or other Christians can help you see, that's a really great idea. That's awesome. Go for it, Janine. Or no, what? Why would you ever think that? That's not smart or don't recommend or... Don't think that's the wisest thing. Let's try again or try something else. So when you're trying to hear God's voice, maybe you're like, okay, I think I heard God. Go to other people and help them discern with you. And it says here also in Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. And so one man sharpens another. Your friends should sharpen you, help you, refine you, bring you back closer to Christ assuming that they are, you know, listening to the, listening to the word of God as well. Don't just go to anybody because they may not have actually your best intention, or they may not actually really be, you know, seeking Christ or knowing or hearing God. So go to people that you trust and say, Hey, what do you think about this? And that's another way that you can hear God sometimes is you have people, people might come up to you and be like, Hey, I really believe that God has this for you. Or I heard that the Lord told me this for you. Or um, I I saw a vision about you or I had a dream about you or the Lord's just been telling me for you X, Y, and Z. Now that'll be my next point. I will, I will get to that in a second. 
But that's one way you can hear the Lord is through other people. Now, you don't always have to rely on other people. You don't need other people necessarily, but that is definitely one way to hear from the Lord because you have the power on your own and the ability to hear from Christ yourself, which is so beautiful. Christ can speak to you as you are abiding, dwelling, seeking him. He can speak to you. Again, like I said, through the word of God, through other people. But sometimes there's a thought that might pop into your head and you're like, wait a second, where did, where did that thought come from? Why did I hear that? Well, that sounded, that sounded different. That didn't sound like my own voice. God's voice is a very like gentle little nudge. It's called the Holy Spirit essentially, because we all have the ability to have the Holy Spirit. And so you might get a little nudge and be like, where did that come from? And that's the Holy Spirit pinging you. Maybe when you're you know, at a restaurant and you hear the Lord say, hey, go talk to that person. And you're like, wait a second, where did I hear that from? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. A lot of us can hear the Holy Spirit. We're just not really like listening actively. We're just kind of tuning him out. We're like, oh, that wasn't God, but really it was God. And he is trying to speak to you, but we aren't really trying to be obedient. We're not really like stilling ourselves to listen to him. So just to reiterate, you have the full ability to hear the Holy Spirit. And I wanted to talk about that as well. So it says here in John 14, 16, it says, I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So when Jesus left the physical earth, when he you know died on the cross and then rose again and then ascended to heaven, he knew that he couldn't be everywhere. So he left the Holy Spirit, which is part of the Trinity, Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we all have the Holy Spirit, which is called the advocate. He's the helper. So we all have the Holy Spirit in us. So when you're when you're trying to decide, you're alone, you're like, what do I do? Then that's when you say, Holy Spirit, come and show me. Holy Spirit, dwell with me. Holy Spirit, show me. Is this right? Is this wrong? We all have the ability to hear from him, which is so great. It's amazing. And so when you're trying to make decisions, Ask the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to necessarily just rely on community. You don't just have to rely on other people. You know, you can say, Holy Spirit, show me. And and as you are, again, like I said, seeking him, he will start making it more clear. You'll be able to hear his voice more clearly and abundantly as you're just hanging out with him. Sit with him. And he'll start speaking to you little things where you're like, oh, and it might be like a little verse pops in your head, a song pops into your head, uh, something someone told you pops into your head. When you're journaling, something might pop down, pop in your head where you write that down and you're like, oh, interesting. There's several different ways he can speak to you, which is so cool. Or it might be a little vision. So this is the next point I wanted to say. Dreams and visions and prophecies. So like I said, someone can come to you and be like, hey, the Lord spoke to me about this for you, or the Lord showed me this. I have this happen to me all the time, specifically through a friend. Her name's Sarah Elson. She came to me the other day, which this is such a cool story, you guys, such a cool story. So I wanted to, I wanted to share this on my blog channel, but I was like, no, I'll share it on the podcast. So I went back to LA this past weekend and I realized that my community in LA was so unbelievably rich, but my community in Dallas is just not quite like that yet. Noted I said yet, because it will be there, but it's not there because I just moved back a month ago and my friendships have changed since I moved away three years ago. So I, I was feeling a little sad when I came back from LA, I started doubting. I started questioning. I was like, did I make the right choice? Was I supposed to move back to Dallas? Even though I knew the Lord told me that I'll get to that as well. I knew the Lord told me to come back. 
there was so much confirmation. I had come back. The, the Lord kept confirming it over and over and over. Like I knew I was supposed to move back. But this little seed of doubt, like this seed that made me question, is God really good? Did I really hear God? Did I rush this? Was this the right timing? I started freaking out. I was like, did I make the right decision? Because I realized how good I had it in LA, but I also knew that, that I was getting comfortable. And I knew the Lord was like, nope, time to go back to Dallas. And I was like, dang it. So I came back home and I was feeling like, oh, shoot, did I make the right choice? I FaceTimed my friend, Sarah Elson, and she said to me, hey, have you been having dreams or doubts lately about you moving back to Dallas? And I was like, uh, yeah, I actually have been. And she said, I had a dream about you. And the Lord told me to tell you that it's not an accident. You are right where you're supposed to be. You were supposed to move to Dallas. He is confirming it. And he's going to keep doing something with you in Dallas. He's going to keep um, using you. Something big is coming in Dallas. And I was like, oh my gosh, I needed that. And it just confirmed everything because I knew the Lord had me come back here for a reason. When I got back, I was like, no, I know I didn't make a mistake, but why do I feel like this? That was the enemy coming to attack my plans and, and the purpose God has for me here. And so that's one way someone can speak to you is through those dreams. Now with everything you have to use discernment and wisdom and take something with a grain of salt, you have to test the spirit. So it says in first uh, John four, oh shoot. What's the verse? Hold on. First John, I think it's first John four. First John, hold on. Let me find this. Okay, here it is. So, so yeah, First John 4, 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether to say they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And that is that spirit is the Antichrist, which you have heard from the very beginning. It is in the world already. So... I can trust my friend Sarah because I know she is a strong believer. She walks with the Lord. She reads the word. She would not come to purposely try to confuse me. I know she doesn't have like a deceiving spirit in her. However, there are people that might come and might, you know, say something and you fully believe it. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to get married next week because someone told me this. But then in reality, it didn't happen and it didn't come to fruition. Then you're disappointed and you're angry and you're questioning God. Slow down. Like I need to slow down. And someone can say that to you and be like, okay, like, let me see. Does that resonate with my spirit? If it does, great. If it doesn't, then just drop it. You know, sometimes people get things and it may be true, and this is a whole separate podcast. It may be true or it may not, but, you know, just test it, give it some time and see if it comes to fruition or if it resonates with your spirit or if the Lord shows you, yes, that is for you or if it's not. But I just basically want to essentially say, don't put God in a box. Don't think that God can't speak to you in dreams and visions and prophecies because that happened in the Bible. So don't think that's just, you know, that only happened back then. That still happens today. It still does. And so um, just know that like the Lord can speak to you in many different ways. So for example, like I said, she had a dream about me that was for me. Some people might have a vision where you have a vision of something and it just confirms and resonates with you. My friend Riley gave a vision for me the other day that resonated with me. And I was like, dang, that's so true. That's right. I love that. And I went with that and I was like, yes, amen. I received that. I believe that. But you can also have those dreams and visions yourself. So pray that God would show those to you. Pray to God that he would give you visions and that he would give you dreams and that he would give you prophecy and words and scripture that's meant for the, the period that you're going through, the hard time you're going through, the trial you're going through. Pray that he would show you what to do, how to discern 
whether that's a dream vision, song, scripture, a thought, whatever it might be. And so just know that that's another way that the Lord can speak to you and also show you how to make the right choice and decision. The next thing that I want to talk about is peace. Now, this is essential when you are making decisions. Peace, I promise you. So it says in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. So with that being said, when you're making decisions or you're trying to hear from the Lord, listen to something that brings you towards Christ, something that brings you peace. It does not confuse you. It doesn't be like make you feel more shamed or convicted or more guilty or more like confused or more like, oh my gosh, I feel horrible or that it leads you away from Christ or leads you to more chaos, confusion, disorder. It leads you to peace because it says that God is a God of peace. In Isaiah 26, three, it says you, which is Jesus or God, you will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. So this is basically saying those that, that seek Christ will get this perfect peace because our minds are on Christ because we trust him. So as you're seeking him, he will give you peace. And as you're making decisions, one usually will stand out to you like a sore thumb that leads to peace. When you lie your head down at night, you're like, okay, that makes me feel like I have peace. When I was deciding between what house to get, whether to move back to Dallas or not, I had so much peace about moving back. And that's one way God speaks to us is through his peace. And so when I was like, do I really move back or do I not? I almost, I didn't feel peace about staying in California and I felt full peace about moving back to Dallas. And that's how I knew it was time for me to go. He started closing doors in California and opening doors here. That's another way that he speaks to you, shows you, guides you, is he starts opening doors somewhere and it leads to other opportunities and ways for you to know Jesus more and you have peace. And so back in like September, I, I almost put an offer on a house, but I did not feel peace about it. And I knew that was God being like, not yet. Uh, 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 don't make this decision without me. And so I couldn't put an offer on that house. Now would God have still maybe blessed it? Sure. Maybe, but that wasn't his divine appointed time for me to move back to Dallas yet. His divine appointed time was now when I did move back. And so the peace is something we have to seek in all our decisions. Now it says here in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but as I give. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So the world will give you a counter peace. It'll be like, oh, this feels so good. It feels so great. Boom, your peace is robbed from you. Your joy is robbed from you. Your next thing you know, you're in sin or you're in this like situation where you're like, how did I get here? Because the world deceives you. Get your peace from the guy, not the guy. <laughs> get your peace from the author of peace, which is Jesus, which is God. And so don't let your hearts be troubled because we can look to him and be like, Lord, give me peace and he will give you peace. We can trust that he's good, right? And then it says here as well, be anxious for nothing in Philippians 4, 6 or 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, like I said earlier, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ. So sometimes when you're making decisions, sometimes it just makes sense 
or it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but also you have this overwhelming peace over you where you're like, whoa, this doesn't make sense that I have all this peace, but yet it does make sense because he's guiding me. And this just means like his hand is in it because I have all this peace. I'm telling you guys, he's called the Prince of Peace for a reason. Trust that peace and the decisions that you're making because that will help guide you in the decisions and pray for that peace. And so um, waiting for the doors to be open, like I said, wait for doors to be open and some to be shut. And there might be this feeling in you where you're just like, I just feel like I need to do that. And it starts getting confirmed and confirmed and confirmed. And other people start seeing it. And other people are like, yes, I agree. I champion you. That's right. Yes, go be free. I like, you know, other people around you will start being like, that's, that's it. Yes. Do that. Or don't do that. Now, when people around you being like, no, don't do that. Seek that. Trust that. Because when you're running with brothers and sisters in Christ, that can help you make decisions. They can help you see a big red flag, whether that's dating buying a house, moving, I mean, accepting a job, leaving a job, friendships, whatever it is. So those are some of the things that I do when I am making decisions. I wait for those things. Now, something that I want to reiterate really quickly is that say that you don't necessarily follow this piece or you're like, okay, I don't hear anything at all. I don't know what to do. I I don't hear he's not responding, whatever. You just do the best you can. You seek him the best you can. You be as obedient as you can. You get people around you that are like, this is great or this is not great. And based upon that, you know, if you're obedient, you're seeking God, you're trying to be faithful, you're seeking favor, peace, all of that, then like you can't mess up. You can't mess up. There's going to be favor wherever you go because you are a child of God. And he has plans to bless you. He wants to bless you as you're seeking him and you're following him. And so don't think that you can necessarily mess God's plan up. You're not that big to necessarily mess God's plan up. Now, sure, you can be disobedient and you can be willfully walking in sin and just straight up being like, I don't want to obey God. I purposely want to be disobedient. I purposely want to walk willfully in sin. Now, that's where you're going to start getting yourself in some trouble and separating yourself from Christ. But if you're just following him and you're abiding and you're seeking and all those things, then you'll be fine, truly. Like you can't necessarily just mess up his plan. It says here in Proverbs 16, 9, it says, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord is the one that establishes their steps. So let, even though you might be like, okay, I want to accept this job. I want to do this. I want to do that. It says that God establishes our steps, right? And so um, it says here in Isaiah 31, 21, and your ear shall hear the word, behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. So when you're deciding, you're looking to the right, do I go here? When you're looking to the left, you know, do I go here? It says that that God will say, this is the way, walk in it. But that comes by abiding, by knowing the Lord, by seeking him, by trusting him, by waiting for his guidance, by waiting for his counsel and all those things. And so those are just some ways that you can hear the Lord and your decisions and just in your life and everything, but it always starts back at his word. Don't deviate from his word. You guys don't deviate from it and don't let others deceive you because there's going to be people that are going to be like, you don't need it. Or the power is just in you. It's all in you. It's all you. You got this boo. You do you, you only need yourself. That's not true. That's some new age stuff. 
don't deviate from the word of God because that's where everything starts is with the word of God. That's where we find the counsel and the wisdom and the peace and the joy and everything. Don't deviate from the word of God. Now, I hope that helped you guys a little bit more in making decisions and hearing the Lord and everything. It takes time. Sometimes, you know, it'll take months to hear fully what God wants you to do. For example, with me in the housing situation, um, I journaled back in September. And when I was journaling on my plane ride back to Dallas, I felt the Lord tell me, you know, you're not going to live alone anymore. You're going to move back. You're going to um, walk into a new chapter. Someone even spoke to me, Janine, this is necessary endings and new beginnings. Actually, that was my roommate, Maddie. She said that that resonated so much with me where I was like, yes, California is a necessary ending, but Texas is a new beginning again. And so it all started resonating with me and slowly but surely things kept getting confirmed and confirmed and confirmed. Doors in California started shutting, doors in Texas started opening. And that's when you start to see, you're like, I do I do hear from the Lord. When I wrote that down in my journal, it all got confirmed where I was like, no, I do hear from the Lord. And then he confirmed it with his word. He confirmed it with things happening. He confirmed it with doors opening. And so I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was crazy because it all came to fruition. Right. And so, but I waited on him. I waited on him and and I was like, Lord, show me what to do. And I want to just give you guys some scriptures really quickly about waiting on the Lord. Let me find that really fast. And I know this is like, there's a lot of scriptures I'm giving you guys, but it's just because I really want to help you guys. Okay, so it says, Psalms 27, 14, wait for the Lord, be strong, let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Psalm 135, I wait for the Lord, my soul does wait. And in his word, do I hope. Again, in his word. Romans 8, 25, but if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. So again, this is just kind of the faith. Like we may not be able to see exactly what God is doing, but we're eagerly waiting, but we're patiently waiting and we're just trusting, okay, God, you're going to take care of me. You're going to show me and, and always, whatever you're doing, whenever you're praying for something, you're in a decision, you're at a crossroad, just say, God, your will be done. Your will be done. Not mine, not Janine's. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what you always want to pray for it. Lord, show me, does this bring me closer to you? Does this bring your will, not my will, but your will? And ultimately he wants that for you. He wants to show you his will and his plan because he wants his will on earth as it is in heaven. Like I just said, this podcast is getting quite long. So I hope this helped you guys out in whatever decisions you're doing and anything that you're doing. I really hope this helped you guys out just a little bit more on how to hear his voice, how to make decisions, how to discern a little bit better um, because he wants to speak to you. And again, it may not be, you know, this uh, like little angel coming from the sky showing you exactly what to do, but just wait on him, trust on him because he wants to show you, he wants good things for you. He loves you. He wants to guide you, but seek him. Don't seek him alone. Don't do it. Don't do uh, life alone. Do it in community. Get involved with people that are going to help you make decisions and do all of that as well. Um, but hopefully this helped you out. Let me know if it did on the Happy and Healthy podcast or just shoot me a DM um, my, on my personal Instagram, which is Janine Amapola, or comment down below. I hope this was clear. If it's not, you know, please let me know. Um, and maybe I can, you know, do some clarifications going forward. But I think this was as clear as it could be, hopefully. Um, but if you're new to the faith, then maybe this is still like a little bit more, you know, perhaps confusing to you or whatever. 
Um, but I overall, I'm just like, all right, praying that this is received well and that this helps someone out. And just remember, don't put God in a box. Like he can speak to you in many, many different ways. The way he speaks to you might look differently than the way he speaks to me. So don't feel like you have to compare your walk with Christ to mine. Um, because God can speak to us all in very, very different ways and unique ways because we are unique and he, uh, he loves us all. He loves us all, but we, he created us all differently and uniquely. So don't think that your walk or the way you hear God has to look exactly like mine. I think that's something I definitely want to end on and make sure I emphasize is that love you guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Hopefully it helped you guys out. Um, I will see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode. Um, again, you can leave voice memos down below. If you are loving this podcast, you can donate to the Patreon and I don't do sponsorships, really anything on this. So if you are loving this podcast and want to donate and you're just feeling generous, feel free to donate to the Patreon. I'm not expecting this or really even like, you know, be like, donate to me because I need it. But if you like to, it's down below. So I will see you guys next Tuesday for another episode. Thank you guys for listening and peace out, Girl Scout. Bye guys. Bye.